Welcome to the Swirl Suite, everybody. This week on the podcast, our guest is Dana Spaulding, the founder and CEO of Wander and Ivy. Now, Dana left her career in private wealth management and founded Wander and Ivy in 2017. Since then, her and her female-led team have found their space in the wine market and elevated the single-serve wine experience. So much like our last guest, who had a similar subscription service, Wonder and Ivy provides a wide range of wines in the single-serve bottle. Now, their bottle is even unique. You're going to hear her talk all about that and why she chose that packaging. But I sipped her wine while we were recording the podcast, and I actually love these bottles. I love that it's the perfect, it's like um, a little more than one glass of wine. So 6.3 fluid ounces. I enjoyed the rosé and an Italian white blend. It was phenomenal. So I hope you enjoy this episode and be sure to check out Wonder and Ivy. Of course, all of the links are provided in the show notes and let us know what you think. While you're listening to this episode, be sure to subscribe to the Swirl Sweet podcast wherever you're listening and follow all of us on social media. Enjoy. Cheers. Welcome to the Swirl Sweet. Hey, Glennis. How are you? I am doing fine, Miss Sarita. I like your hair. On? I like your hair. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm testing products. So th- I like this um, Shadavi wash and go um, gel. So it it, it, did, it doesn't make my hair crunchy. So it works. Yeah, it's really cute. I know. I'm surprised. I'm yeah. like, oh. <laughs> but I'm really excited. I want all you late. Well, you might be a little too late, but the Kalana Barfield Brown. I saw. Collective. Line dropped at Target. Well, okay. The release was Sunday at midnight. Nobody knew whether it was West Coast or East Coast midnight. But I was up eight o'clock in the, well, six o'clock in the morning, ordered some stuff online, didn't hit three targets in this area. Some of the targets put their stuff out the day before. Target screwed up the launch. I'm telling you. What do you mean? They did. The rollout was effed up. Um, the Tenley Town store, we walked in there. It was 8 o'clock in the morning. The lady from corporate, after American lady from corporate, was sitting there opening um, boxes with a box. So cut. it wasn't ready. None of the, you know how they put up the um, pictures and the posters? Yeah. None of that. Wow. And the drop. Oh, it was. It, it, it was a cluster. And, and first but, of all, that's that's really messed up because Kalana went to Howard and I don't know where she lived. I know, I think she, cluster. Yeah, yeah that's your <laughs> sorority sister. I don't yep. know where she lives, but she, um, does she California. live on the East Coast? She lives in California, mm-hmm. but she has a strong following here. Oh, let me tell you. So those stories it, needed to be ready. It was, when I got there at eight o'clock in the morning, I think every Howard student was already there. The woman, could. it was like a swap meet. The woman couldn't get the mm. stuff out of the boxes quick enough. Yeah. But wow. I went to the Gaithersburg store. They had it all set out. Of course they did. <laughs> and I got everything and then I still ordered stuff. So I'm ecstatic. That's but, wonderful. Um, the trade put the trade press is blowing up. She's getting really good press and Target is feeling the heat from a lot of Howard. Mm. Huh. 
So okay. if you don't if you don't follow Kalana, I will put the her link in the description box and the target link so you can hopefully find something. A lot but of stuff. It's a pretty big out. deal. Yep. Future Collective is the yeah. um line. Yeah, it's a pretty big deal. Congratulations to her. That's wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> well, I know it's Tuesday. What did you do over the weekend? What did I do over the weekend? Uh, Sunday was all day target hopping. So okay. that was a done day. Um, what did I do Saturday? I ain't do nothing. Did I do? Friday, we had a happy hour A happy hour at my um, sorority sister's house. One of my other sorority sister's house. So we sat there and drank. I drank a natural sparkling, which wasn't bad. Okay. Um, I have to look at the um, picture to remember the name. because where, where you remember where it was from? No, because by the time the gentleman showed up with those, we were maybe two to three sheets to the wind. We started drunk calling our big sisters. Oh, my goodness. Drunk crying. It was hilarious. (laughs) Swords walking down the street in bare feet. It was funny. Wow. Well, that was a a night. It was only like seven of us. And we had a freaking ball. We were just drinking. You know, I bought like two bottles of Cremont. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, oh, I got to tell you the name. My friend's nephew has a vodka. That's what took me over the edge. Okay. I got to get the name for you. I'll pull it up. But I was like, we got to get him on the uh, Swirl Suite. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, but it took me over the edge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Mixing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it that'll do it. Sick. It didn't make me sick, but I just I drank too much. I think I checked. Ooh, I think it's just straight too much. That's all. <laughs> so that's why I didn't do anything Saturday, but Sunday I was up and ready. Got you. Got you. Tanisha, are you here? Yes, I am here. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. How are you? <sighs> I'm good. That was a whole process. All well, right. you know, Zoom will do that to you every now and then. Every now Test and your then. patience. It, Test it, your patience. It, it, it leaned it lean right on it tonight. <laughs> right on it. So how are you? How's life in Paris? Did you I'm do good. anything fun? Life is good. Did I do anything fun when? Uh, this weekend. Um, went to Champagne, but that well, was work. I was work. Oh. I took a I took a group. So oh, okay. I'm sorry. That, that yeah, never so sounds like work. Sounds to me. like work to me. No, me neither. I mean, it's not as fun as y'all think. Like I'm working the whole time. Okay. Like All I'm right. explaining things and I'm pointing out stuff. And, you know, people always have questions. Oh, well, what's that? I see that they did a little zigzag pattern in a vineyard. I don't know. Well, why did the two leaves <laughs> fall on the side of the vine like that? I don't know. Well, look up at the sky and I see that they have clouds that are kind of um, <laughs> shaped like this over the vineyard. But then over the street, the clouds are shaped like this. <laughs> Um, at that point you should ask that person for their glasses because they're seeing stuff that you don't see (laughs) i mean the clouds are different but like i'm not a meteorologist as i feel Mm. like that's probably what they need and that's not me um do you at least drink a glass of champagne on your doors i will have a glass (laughs) a glass yes well i will have a glass because i mean someone has to keep their wits about them well okay so yeah. yeah, and then I'm also back out uh there tomorrow with another group. So oh wow, people are back. Last oh, week yeah, was busy. Yeah. I had um uh, tours out of the seven day week, four days. Wow, wow, nice. Go yeah. ahead and break up that money and send your right. Come on, come visit you. Okay. 
So oh, and so in case this is your uh, people's first time listening, Tanisha, Uh-oh. tell people what you do in Paris. I am a professor. I teach wine courses. I do, I host wine tours and create wine tourism um, experiences. I'm on this podcast. Um, <laughs> that's a lot. I think that's it. Yeah. I speak at stuff. I watch Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, did you watch it? Wait, is the show is the the, the new Bravo show that's in Paris? The Real um, Girlfriends of Paris. The Real no, Girlfriends of Paris. Is it showing there? I mean, somewhere probably, but like that's not for us. We hated yeah. Emily in Paris, so we're girlfriends. I of love Paris. Emily in Paris. You hated Emily in Paris. Why? Why? Parisians talked about it so bad. They're like, that's not how it is. You Americans oh. always okay. I believe like that. This. Yeah. Rah, rah, rah. Yeah. I watched one episode, so I can't speak on it one way or the other. Yeah. I can't wait to season three. I, it made I me miss it. going places. I really miss. I've only been to Paris once, but I felt really comfortable there. It just made me want to go back. You got to come okay, back. Let's like, come. I know let's more. Go. I know better. I, you know, we can do things. And we didn't go to wine country when you were here. We so did not. No. We, need to do we were acting like locals. Excuse, excuse me. Glennis, we can't travel with you because no. I know how you travel. You want to take boats places and, you know, you wear shoes in the shower and you're going to want to go to seven Michelin star restaurant. Like, mm-mm. I can't travel but with you. Some nights I'm just going to want to eat a kebab and go to bed. No, I, I want to go to Paris when you go, when you both go at okay. least spend one or two days with you guys. Goodness. That's fair. That's fair. Me out of this world sweet. That's that's fair. I'm gonna have to I am that going to Rotterdam. <laughs> hey, because I hung out with Glenn's friends, and I was like, okay, I gotta walk home because. <laughs> hey, today like, the, the metro only one ninety nine. I'm like, I gotta walk. Mm-mm, I can't do it. <laughs> Glennis, what did Rot- you say? I'll be in Rotterdam um, in July for the North Sea Jazz Festival. I already oh, booked my ticket. For next ticket. July? Oh my gosh, girl. Well, yeah, because you got to get the plane. You know how I like to fly, so I got to get my plane ticket early. Okay. Oh my goodness. Well. Maybe since I plan stuff for other people, I can't plan things for myself in advance like that. I'm like, what am I doing tomorrow? Maybe, okay, I do have my life planned out through the weekend. That's wow. as far as okay. We have a special guest, Dana Spaulding of Wonder and Ivy. Hey, Dana, welcome to the Swirl Suite. Hi there, thank you for having me. What a pleasure to listen in to all of that. Catch up. We're sorry. We are sorry for our shenanigans. (laughs) Girl, sweet shenanigans. (laughs) So how are you today? I am so good. How are you? I'm good. I I can't complain. Can't complain. Yeah. Yeah. We're cooling off because it was I'm so happy about it. Me too. I'm so happy with the cooler temps. Yeah. Where are you located, Dana? I'm Denver, Colorado, and it's been a hot summer here. Has and it? it's finally cool. I'm like so hot that I couldn't take my little ones outside. You know, like when it's mm. 100 degrees, you can't be outside with that. And yeah. so now we're just starting to have the 70s. Feels like fall. I'm loving it. Does Denver have falls or do you go straight to we winter? Do. Oh, know, good. good question. It was, Denver does, you know, sometimes mountains versus Denver can be pretty different, but we, for the most part, have all four seasons. Very nice. But, yeah. but you can have all four seasons in a week. I was in yes. Denver and the sun was, okay, 
It was kind of cool, 50, 60, snowstorm, 70s, everything melted, and it was steam. I said, what (laughs) is going on? It's the end of the world. You had like a very stereotypical Colorado experience. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was a blizzard. And then the sun came out and melted it all. I said, wait a minute. Oh, God, he's coming back. It's the rapture. It's the rapture. <laughs> it's true. We get so much sun that it snows, and everyone's like, it's fine. It'll be gone this afternoon, which wow. is true. It's pretty. And, and I grew yeah. up on the East Coast. I grew up outside of Philly. And so we had like winter, winter. So when it snowed, it would, you know, it's there for two weeks. Which mm-hmm. is here, it literally is gone by the afternoon. People are like, mm, it's fine. Like, it'll be, it'll be gone this afternoon. And then it is. It's kind of wild. Hmm. So I actually can't wait to dig into your bio, but um, tell everybody um, what you do. Sure. I'm the founder and CEO of Wander and Ivy, which is the premium and organic single serve wine brand. So yeah, all the things as the founder, you know, I founded it in 2017 and have been the CEO since then. Now, before 2017, you were a banker. I was. And you were a banker for like seven or eight years. Yeah. What we hear this story all the time. And the reason for the transition is always different. Yeah. So what was yours? You know, I was specifically in private wealth management and I worked in New York and then had the opportunity to come out here and work in the Rocky mountain region. And what I loved was I managed wealth as a group. We managed wealth for very successful families with large amounts of wealth. And we managed it for them and their families. And I just had the pleasure when I moved out here in Colorado to specifically cover food and beverage entrepreneurs. And so it was my job to get to know these founders that were building these incredibly inspiring companies, especially in that industry. And so I was kind of surrounded by that at all times. And I also happened to meet my husband in private wealth management. And so we were like constantly that stereotypical couple throwing out like crazy ideas for businesses that we wanted to start because we knew we wanted to do something. We both took our GMATs and we're like, we'll go to business school. We'll start something. We'll figure it out. So we were always, ha- we always had that in mind, but it wasn't until the spark for this brand where I was like, I think, I think I might be onto something. I'm going to dig in deeper. And then I finally did. And then that kind of led to more of the founding story. But for me, it was originally the inspiration of the people around me. I was like, I want to do that. I love working with you, but I want to do that. I want to build something that's like nothing else, super innovative and grow it and scale it. I thought you were getting ready to say that you met one of those wealthy family (laughs) sons. (laughs) I was going to say, go Dana, go Dana. <laughs> you know, <I'm> a brother. <laughs> my husband is a dreamboat, but he's not one of those. <laughs> he's not my former client. Uh, so no, we, we did not work in that thing. <laughs> no, just the inspiration there. Okay. <laughs> um, I have a quick sidebar. I just caught up on the show called Industry on mm-hmm. HBO Max. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you watched, but it's based in London and it's about bankers and wealth management. It looks really stressful. Well, the show, <laughs> the show makes it look really stressful. Was it stressful for you and your husband? You no, know, I haven't watched that show, but yes, I, I've heard of it. And yes, very stressful. I would say, especially the New York City hustle was very little sleep 
you know, our time together was truly at certain periods of time, like the cab ride early morning and late at night to our like respective apartments, because that's how long we were working, our longer hours were. And so it wasn't, a, a I would say, a very healthy work-life balance, especially in the early days. When we moved out to Colorado, one of the things we loved about just the environment here was a much health, healthier overall work-life balance of real, especially with the outdoors vibe, everybody tries to work in a really, I think, pretty healthy work-life balance. And so for us, that was super refreshing coming out here. Granted, we were still in private wealth management, still stressful. We were working with, you know, very, very wealthy families. And so there is a lot of pressure when it comes to that in that particular industry. Um, different different levels of stress, right? Because there's, I think stress is for everybody and no matter what, but um, that, that was a in New York city, the grind of it was a lot and it was refreshing coming out here. And it's been ultra refreshing, you know, running something of my own. When did you decide to become a sommelier? So, you know, I, I was, I I like to think I'm pretty self-aware and that when I wanted, when I had this idea and wanted to step into it, I was like, okay, the idea feels original, feels pretty differentiated. But I also recognize like, yes, I had food and beverage experience, somewhat, but it was pretty tangential, you know, like it wasn't very specific in wine. And so I felt like in order to gain just like straight out credibility in the industry, if I'm going to do this, gain the knowledge, gain the credibility, I need to start here. And so it was pretty much day one when I quit my day job, you know, I called my attorneys to set up my corporation and then also figured out which course I was going to take to be able to get certified because I wanted that knowledge. I wanted that credibility. And, you know, I think, I think it, it says a lot about your knowledge in the industry and how dedicated you are as well and how passionate you are. So it was, it was pretty early on where I was like, I, I, we got to step into this. Was there, so why Somalia training versus W set? You know, for me, um, I I ended up going sommelier training. I also d- I did the court and international wine guild, honestly, because it fit in my lifestyle at the time. The international wine guild is also headquartered in Colorado, which I found fascinating because it's the international wine guild. Um, so I was able to first and foremost go in person very easily to the intensive SOM training for the international wine guild, and then pretty quickly after that, again, just to gain the knowledge and initial experience, I went through the um, court. It was probably a couple months later that I decided to go through that training as well. But, you know, now it's interesting as our team is is growing, we all have certain levels of some kind of SOM. We set training. I was like, you know, uh, and what I've said to them, actually, my, our latest, even our director of marketing operations, who is not sales, you know, I just tell everyone on the team, identify what works in your, in your schedule, what course looks like it's most interesting for you. And, and then let's explore it because I think they all teach you so much. Um, and I want people to be super passionate about it. So I, I, I found what worked best for me and tried to do as many as I could. But honestly, now that I've said that to our team, they're all exploring different, different levels and different organizations. I'm actually, I've never done WSET, but I've done the other two. Now I'm saying, well, you know what? 
maybe I want to do that as well. And so I'm actually a little jealous that I've said it all to this. It's been a couple of years since I've done it. So I'm like, well, you know, actually, maybe I want to tack that on to, to the resume as well. So no other reason other than I identified something that worked well for me, but I think it'd be super fun to get gain as much as possible over the years. Tell us of the birth of Wander and Ivy, where you uh, came up with the concept and why you decided to go this route. Yeah, you know, for us, it was uh, Monday night and I came home and it was something I wanted to celebrate. I like made this really fancy meal and was about to open a bottle of Prisoner, which, you know, is like not cheap. And I was going to open the bottle of wine and my husband very seriously said to me, are you really going to waste another bottle of wine? And that's become like the story of the entire brand because I'll never forget it. And because I was annoyed, I was super frustrated. I was like, fine, we don't need to drink it. I won't open it. And it became this argument where I really wanted to enjoy one great glass of wine. He wanted a glass of whiskey and we were likely three or so days later going to throw it away because I was finding myself like wanting to enjoy a glass of prisoner here. And then the next day, a glass of shard, and then maybe one or two days I wouldn't have a glass. And then I'd want to open a whole other bottle on the Friday. And so, um, I, I was wasting wine and throwing it down, which was not good. And he recognized it. And especially during the week, Monday through Thursday. And he was like, all right, you just, you need to go out, try some of the things that exist on, on the shelves already. Honestly, I just wasn't really familiar with a lot of the cans, bags, boxes. So I went out, I bought a ton, put them in my fridge. And then funny enough, the next argument, and again, my husband, I always give the caveat, he's, he's a dream, he's a dream. And he's the most supportive. But in the scenario, he was like, you just put all of this stuff in our fridge. And now it's just sitting there because I found that I personally didn't find any of that to feel like a luxury. Like when I wanted a really nice great glass, I was like, well, I'm going to open a bottle. I want to, I want to, I want a nice glass. I want to treat myself. And so I initially just from the packaging alone found that that didn't resonate with me from a luxury standpoint. So that was like, honestly, one of the first initial sparks. And then I went through the tasting process. I dug in a little bit deeper and just found that the alternative format packaging as you ladies, I'm sure very, very well know, just tends to be pretty low quality lower quality wines and lower quality packaging. And I was personally finding in the luxury space, there was just nothing there. there. And then, you know, experimented with the core events and the other contraptions that also allow it. But, you know, it's quite a hefty investment. And so I felt like there was this very high end investment you needed to make to have a single serve or a pretty low budget settling type of product and nothing really in between. And so that was my big spark of like, Hey, if I do this, I think I can make it differentiated enough that there's nothing like it on the shelf. We can make this quality. Let's change what people think of when they think of alternative packaging, every single person when they were at, especially at that time. And it's changed a bit, but still expects low quality if it's a different package. And so I was like, let's change that up. And then dug just a little bit further when I really went, was starting to go through the SOM training and recognize that, there was a new and growing focus on natural and organic. And I loved when you had said like, I tried the natural sparkling. It was okay. Because there's not a lot of great natural and organic out there as well. There's a connotation that it's not going to be great. And so I felt like if we could get 
quality natural organic ingredients in a super cool, sleek packaging that felt luxury, it would be so differentiated that consumers would really gravitate towards it. So that's our story. I spent like six to nine months building up the courage, building the business plan, working with my husband on like, all right, financially, can we do this? Can I step away from this like pretty lucrative situation to go to nothing, you know, and build it from scratch and, uh, and then pulled the trigger and took the leap in the spring of 2017. So I drank, um, the rosé and, um, the bottle says 6.3 fluid ounces. It's, it's literally, uh, like a glass. Yeah. It's like a glass of wine. Yeah. Um, I'm greedy. So I, I have a, another one here, but it, it's, it's perfect. It's like the perfect glass of wine. Is there something, um, is there a meaning behind the name? Yes. I love our name. I really wanted it to represent all that made us different as a brand. And one of the things I noticed in the other alternative packaging brands was that it was pretty U.S. centric. There were a couple brands that had some international, but it was pretty much California, Oregon juice. And I thought if we could make this global, that would be another thing that made us stand out and pretty different. And it would be bringing that to the consumer here in the U.S. So we landed on Wander because we truly feel like we're wandering the world to find those great wines and bring them in. And then Ivy, I really wanted to land on something that brought in the green natural organic element without actually saying any of those words and being more subtle. And, um, I felt like we really landed on it with Ivy where it touches on vines, touches on wine, touches on green, natural, organic, but really together with Wander and Ivy, it's just so aesthetically pleasing. It's so beautiful. And it also, in my opinion, represents a brand and lifestyle versus a specific product, which is what I was focused on as well. So really just wanted it to represent everything that I felt like made us really different. I love it. And I have eight bottles here. So Glennis and Leslie, I will get some of these to you, you guys. Okay. Uh, sorry. Sorry. To, was, sorry, Tanisha. He's hogging. I was getting ready to ask. So how's the distribution on um, what, where can um, our listeners find um, your product on the shelf? So we ship direct to almost oh. every state. So we ship direct to 39 states, but we also have wholesale distribution in 12 states. We have a store locator, so you can put in your zip code. Um, we're 12 states and growing. So that's our, one of our big goals, really, from a distribution standpoint, is to continue to get on the shelves across the country. But for most states where you can ship alcohol, we do ship. Oh, excellent. Yeah. So how did you decide where the actual wine was coming from, where it's sourced from? You know, I really, because the packaging is so different and from a distance, you don't necessarily know that it's wine inside of the bottle. I wanted when you approach the bottle, especially as a new consumer, to really quickly recognize the varietal and where it's from and for it to be the varietal from that renowned place. And so you know, New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc, Cabin Chard from California, Rosé from the south of France. And those are really core varietals, the renowned varietals from those regions. So when we think about bringing in new varietals, that's very much what I focused on because I wanted that to feel very familiar for consumers because the, the actual packaging is an exploration. It is quite different from what exists. And so I wanted that to be familiar and really recognizable for folks. We really focus on 
family-owned vineyards around the world in those renowned regions that are certified organic and of course recognized by the USDA. And then, you know, the next year is at a price point that all align. So all of our wines are right now at the same price point. So it was, it was a challenge to really find the varietals that are of the standard of the quality that we felt like matched the price point across the board. So it was, it's a pretty long selective process for each of our varietals. Cool. So how does the subscription service work? So we really just recently launched that, which is super exciting. So thanks for asking. We um, really work to make it as customizable as possible. So you can go on, sign up, cancel at any time and really build your own box and build it exactly the way you like it. You can change it at any time for one of the, one of yours, you can send it to a friend as a gift, for example. So we've tried to make it pretty unlike the traditional wine clubs, which don't get me wrong. I'm members of a few and I love, you know, every quarter you get those bottles and you know, you expect it. I love that. I'm sure you ladies are part of it too. And at the same time, we wanted it to feel a little bit fresher where you can just customize to exactly what you want. You can change it at any time, ship it to wherever you want and make it as frequent as you'd like as well. So you can do the regular quarterly. You could also do monthly and like, Hey, get as many as you want. And again, to be able to ship it to you, to your friend, just making it yours and making it a little bit more um, personal in a way that they have, you know, traditional wine clubs aren't. Is the packaging glass? Yes. And so the package uh, you'll see is a glass bottle here and okay. it's actually patented, which we're super proud of. So oh, it's, a pre- it, it's a pretty thick glass. It's twist off. So we tried to make it elegant with still the convenience factor of being able to twist on and off. And um, again, it's pretty thick really to be able to also, you know, stand the test of being able to carry it, being portable, all that. Um, But for me, I felt like that still kept the romance and the elegance and the luxury that I was looking for. and just wasn't finding in the other brands. And and, you know, on the shelf, it just is so different from what exists. And that glass, when you have it in your hand, and hopefully, Serena, you feel that way. If it's just, it is, it's quite no, different. No, it's it's very sturdy. And there's this little cap on it that I didn't realize was there. So, of course, I twist it off. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, there's a cap on it. So, no. So there's Sorry. no leakage. Yeah. No, not at all. What's the volume? I'm sorry. What's the volume? It's 187. So 6.3 ounces. And that's something that we actually almost always I get from folks. It's like, it looks a little more than that. And I love that because we, you know, a lot of the cans are half bottles. And so you're competing with, with cans that have a lot more wine in it. But what we really wanted to do was make the thickness of the glass such that it felt sturdy. So I love that you feel that. And you know, it's a pretty hefty pour at 6.3 ounces, but it's not that half bottle, which a lot of cans yeah. are. Oh, nice. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. I think Tanisha was trying to get in. Oh, Tanisha, you have something to say? I did, but like we've moved past that. So <laughs> no, go ahead. Say <laughs> it. <laughs> no, that's fine. But no, I do love the packaging. I love packaging. I'm very into um, alternative packaging than just regular bottles. And and one of the classes I teach, I teach, um, we talk about packaging and distribution. Mm-hmm. And so this is definitely something that I'm excited to bring up next semester. Yeah, I have the box here if y'all want to see it. 
Yeah. Yes. Let's see yeah. your box that you yeah. got. Right. Of wine yeah. that you received. Here's the. Oh wait, can y'all see it? No, girl, it's, it's blurred. blurred. I, my um, my background is blurred. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Take it off, girl. What you got back there? I ain't got nothing back here. Okay. <laughs> can y'all see it now? Oh yeah. It's a box, yes, and then the eight bottles are in there. Okay. Oh, okay. And you have um with you now, Sarita. It looks like a white. And is that a rosé as well? What what so, do you uh, have? So I drank I drank the rosé. It was one rosé. Okay, I saw here. her IG. So she drank the rosé. That yeah. I know. Yeah. It's, so it's two cabs in here. Okay. It's, um, two Italian red blends. Um, two Chardonnays. Are we doing one, the Italian plants? Yeah. Okay. Um, so one you- rosé and then um, one Italian white blend. So you, so you, you drank the rosé and the white blend. Okay. Yes. And the rest are for you and for, Leslie. Thank you for saving some for the rest of us. Peasants. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'll just, I'll just look at y'all pictures. Like, I was just going to yeah. say, ladies, you got to just get us your address. We got to make sure to ship them to you. <laughs> we'll call oh, yeah. <laughs> I just want a variety pack. Yeah. <laughs> I don't you got need it. You got it. I'll get, I'll get those addresses to you. Yes. Perfect. Um, those look very nice. Yeah. I can pack those in my suitcase for traveling. Oh my God. Wait, I- this works for travel? It, so not in your suitcase. suitcase. But in your, in suitcase, you can, yeah. yeah, if you wrap okay. it you can wrap it in bubble wrap. I know how to transport wine. <laughs> Girl, I've got it. Just put it in your um thing, in your regular you know, your wine scan. You can. Yep. Yeah, yeah, just put a couple in the wine scan and, you know, throw that yeah. in between. Wine skin. Yep. yep. There you go. And I, I have to say, um, this wine is really good. I'm really enjoying this uh, Italian white. Tell us more about the wine that you have. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, the drinking, the I'm drinking okay. water. Tell, tell me more. Right. So, like, um, I, so I don't know what the rosé is made of, but it's a it's definitely a dry style. Um, mm-hmm. It sort of um, reminds me of something from Provence. Mm-hmm. Um, apple, rose petals, uh, peaches. Yeah, just like the bottle says. Yeah, it, it was lovely. I Yeah, I crushed this really fast. I'm so glad. That yeah. has my glowing cap in it. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> nice. And then the yeah. white, Sarita? And so this, um, it's an Italian white. Um, Dana, if you know the blend, please tell us. This is but... 100% Pinot Bianco. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's lovely. I'm enjoying it. I'm so glad. Yeah. I'm so glad because this can be a tough crowd. I'm so I, glad. I, I, you know, I was nervous. I saw all of your backgrounds. I've looked. I've <laughs> done all my research, and I was like, "We have, we have some critics here. I need to make sure I bring my aching the product still." So I'm so glad you enjoy it. I think Sarita and um, Leslie approach it a lot nicer than I do sometimes. If I don't like it. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Those are facts. Those are facts. And I'm always drinking water, so don't. It's because it's late where you are, sweetie. It is very it's late. We appreciate oh, your being early. here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Miss you so, Dana, one last serious question before we do our uh, closeout uh, game. Um, with your history being in finance, do you have any advice for people trying to build a business? Oh, good question. It's such a good question. I found like having that financial background very much helped me from a financial perspective in building the business. I, I think it's really easy to get lost in the sexy aspects of building a brand, the marketing, 
but at the same time, getting your P&L in shape, making sure your cash flow is really strong, that you have your forecasting down, that you have your cash flow models forecasted, it's all really, really important. And so I found that having that background, I studied economics, I was business school, then was in JP Morgan, so had that. But I think there's a lot of, honestly, just simple courses that folks could take to, if they don't have that background, if they're building a business, if their core skill set is X, but not necessarily finance, I would suggest, you know, just at least building a ground floor of knowledge around financial basics, financial statements, forecasting, so that you can really feel pretty strong, especially if you're going to be an investor-backed company, which we are, and you're going to be raising rounds, you're going to need to put some really strong data financials in front of folks. So being confident in that I felt like early on was, was super critical. So I definitely advise folks to at least think about that at the early stage. So what's PL for the us novices in the financial world? You know, I hate using acronyms. Thank you for calling <laughs> me out because that is one of the, I hate it. Um, I was referring to a profit and loss and just profit and loss. Through, okay. Profit and loss. Thank you through, you know, especially early stage companies are not going to be profitable for a while. So understanding that, you know, understanding that your cash flow might look very, very different from a more mature company that's bringing in a lot more than it's spending. And so understanding that, understanding what your needs will be based on that cash flow. Um, I don't get me wrong. I had a lot to learn. I actually, per, you know, even I was, you know, graded school with economics. I was at, in finance for, like you said, almost a decade. I still actually took some super basic courses at our like local SBA of like how to build certain models. So I was like, I don't, that doesn't mean I know how to do that, you know, just because all I, business administration, she's yeah, still using that. You, you're still calling me out. <laughs> and I love it. The small business. It's a, it's such a great organization. So if you have a small business organization, like, it, like we have a local one, not far from here. And I'm sure there's a ton of, whether it's your local university that you could just find a course that could help you build some of that out or even mentors. Like there's so many different ways I think to, to build those skills and help you build the financial acumen to feel, again, it's for me, it's a lot about just confidence of like, Hey, I get what I'm building. I know where I'm going. And if I needed to raise funds, I can, I can confidently present what I'm doing to folks. And so that was, that was something that was powerful for me early on. So did you, for your silent investors, are there some of those wealthy clients? <laughs> I will say. Fingers into your business. <laughs> I will say that is something that I could not be more proud of. When I told folks, it was what it was honestly like such a dream. I was so nervous. I love so many of the families that I worked with. I was so nervous to make the call. They were, they were great and let me, you know, have the communications myself. So before I left, I let folks know, you know, Hey, this is what I'm doing. And I was so nervous and had so many thoughts lined. And it was, it was just kind of like a, a lesson in humanity and these families who I admired, you know, they've done incredible things. We're just like, go get it. I, I built my wealth that way. Go take a risk. Nice. And when you need, and honestly, so many of them said, when you need funds, just give me a call and let's talk through again. I took like, 
nine months to, to give him a call because I didn't fully have my head wrapped around it. I didn't have the financial picture fully set yet, but I called him. <laughs> I called him when the time was right. Um, and I'm super honored. We have a, a really impressive group of investors, many of which were in the food and beverage industry for my years in finance. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. So that was a, that was a perfect fit. How awesome. Yeah. Right. Great. All right. So this part of the show we have a game of this or that, and it's for everyone. Hello. All right, here we go. Paperback or hardcover? Do you want me to go first? Sure. Start okay. off. <laughs> um, I like paperback. Really? Okay. Glennis? It depends on if it's a, a book that I want to um, keep in mm-hmm. library, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, if it's not, you know, something I'm just going to read and either give away to a local library or school or whatever, I'll do paperback because it, it's easy to travel with. Yeah. But uh, like I have some James Baldwin, those type of books that are hardcover that I, I got to have a hardcover. Yeah. So. Tanisha? Girl, audiobook. <laughs> <Keep that there. laughs> Wait, but Tanisha, I have to ask you a question because okay. the book that I'm currently reading, because I have a two-year-old and a, I have a two-and-a-half-year-old and an eight-month-old, my the book that was recommended to me is called French Kids Eat Everything. And it's, you know, there's a sub, subtitle underneath that, something along the lines of like, I moved, how I moved to France and figured out how to like get rid of the American unhealthy habits of kids who like won't eat anything and figured out like these 10 rules to get my kids to eat everything. So um, I'm curious if, if you heard of it and if you have any thoughts on that. I have not heard of that because <laughs> I would remove anything kid related from our brain. So even <laughs> if it had come, it probably stopped before it could reach you know, <laughs> the inner recesses of my brain. But um. French kids and what they eat, I won't say they eat everything because if you give them American stuff, like they'll lose their mind, like they're not eating that. But they do eat really healthy and the foods are introduced to them very early. Mm -hmm. So I think that does give them, um, I guess, more to work with. I saw an experiment. I think this was on social media. This was a long time ago. Um, They showed American kids and kids from other countries, how chicken nuggets were made and what they were made of. And you guys know that they are not made of the good parts of the chicken, most chicken nuggets. Mm-hmm. And they showed them to American kids and showed this video how the chicken nuggets were made and gave it to American kids in the nugget form. They were like, it looked like a nugget to me. I saw I saw what you showed me, but it looks like a nugget. So I'm going to eat it. It smells like a nugget. I'm going to eat it. Kids from other countries were like, no, nah, we're not going to eat that. Yeah. No. So, yeah, it's very different. That's it. I'm working on it. I'm working on working on it. Um, You know, building the healthy eating habits of the Parisians. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. (laughs) I'm trying. That's what I'm going to say. But if you're starting, you're starting really early. So, yeah. Yeah. It's just going to be hard when they, you know, get around their friends and their friends that eat certain things. They'll be like, what's that? And then they eat it and they'll immediately be sick. Yeah. when I come home and I want to eat, you know, regular, you know, regular American, okay, junk food. We put some air quotes on that. I'm sick. 
I mean, mm. I tell my stomach to cooperate and it's going to take it how I give it. But no, I'm sick. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of like that now and I live in America. So, you know, I, I get it. <laughs> but yeah, audiobook. <laughs> Got you. Um, Actually, I like paperback too. Um, Like y'all said, it's easier to travel with. Um, Even though I agree with Glennis, like the big books, the important books, like the um Michelle Obama's book that's hardcover things that go on my shelf are hardcovers mm-hmm. so I agree all right next one sausage or bacon I'm a bacon girl <laughs> and crispy yeah bacon you give, if you give me crisp. lint bacon it's raw I'm, I'm calling not- the police <laughs> it's going back I'm not messing with you I, I'm going trick- back and I'm calling the police this no this is a crime <laughs> I was in Dominican Republic, <laughs> no, in Costa Rica, and the, on the buffet. Okay, first of all, I hate all inclusives, but my cousin got married. Long story short, every time he walked in, I was like, this bacon is too light-skinned. So for the whole week, the guy saw me, he said, you want me to cook this some more? Yes, I need some crispy <laughs> bacon. He trying to kill me. Get me trichomosis <laughs> down here. No. Give me some crispy bacon. That's awesome. <laughs> Well, you guys know I don't eat beef or pork, but um, I really like yeah, turkey, turkey bacon. Turkey bacon. You want some Canadian turkey bacon? bacon. Um, the Amish market here makes um, maple turkey bacon, and it's very good. Oh, I, I can imagine that's very good. Yeah. Uh, oh. So the one in Laurel is, is, is stunning. It has It everything. doesn't get crispy, so I can't believe in that. It does get crispy. If, if you air fry it or cook it in a pan like regular bacon, it's not going to be like real fatty, but it'll get crispy. No. Hmm, interesting. Oh, interesting. Anyway. <laughs> One syllable. No. Nah. Okay. <laughs> I know it cannot, it, it, it can't with fuck with real bacon. I get that. I get that. But it's also good. Thank you for okay. your acknowledgement. Sure thing. Next one. TV series or movie? <laughs> Sabrina, come up with these questions. That's what makes it interesting. Which one do you pick? Wait, is it a is it a hard question? <laughs> Yes, because I like both. I know. I struggle with that one. Oh, I don't TV series because I'm always like, oh, I don't want to watch a movie because it's going to yeah. be too long. Then I end up watching five episodes of the TV series for five <laughs> hours. So I could have just watched a two hour movie. Yeah. Exactly. Going to bed. But exactly. here, here we are with the series. Especially if it's streaming, you just pause and go to sleep, wake up and t- turn it back on. Pause and go to sleep. No, you fall asleep <laughs> with it on and then you wake up and rewind it. It's what you do. Exactly. Both. That's my answer. Both. Series for me. I probably lean towards series for for how you described it, especially with these little ones. I'm I'm mm-hmm. like not watching a crazy amount of shows right now, but we watch them in small increments. So mm-hmm. probably TV series for me too. Like, well, I, for one thing, go ahead, Tariq. I'm sorry. No, I I I actually agree with that. I'm gonna go with series two because I can watch it at home movies they're starting to hit theaters again and i ain't there yet i just rather watch in my own house so tv series the movies i wait till they come on netflix or they stream it i'm not going to the theater so i'm pretty much probably very far behind but like friday spoiler so you can't wait till it comes out to netflix because everybody would have told you everybody no no and you missed i don't look i don't yeah and also like but look um the woman king viola davis's movie comes out on friday I'm trying to figure out what I'm gonna do. Like, 
I don't know if I can wait I'm for this. Wait. I'm, I'm, I have to see this in the theater, I think. So um, we'll see what I decide. I'm going to wait. <laughs> okay. Is it a COVID situation? Why you don't go to the, you don't want to go to the theater? You don't want to just mask up, triple mask? Yeah. Girl, I, I think COVID kind of ruined my interaction with people. I don't want to be around people. <laughs> you ain't want to be around people before. So well, this is true, but it, it's worse. <laughs> the la- I think the last movie I saw in the theater was um, 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 Black Panther. Then I bought it on Netflix, not, uh, you know, so I can have it as a mm-hmm. movie. I can watch it whenever I want to watch it, but that's the last movie I saw really in the theater. I'm not, unless it's like the theater, like I, I pick where they yeah. come to you and they serve you at your seat. I ain't going to no movie. <laughs> I might as well wait till it come home. I can sit back with my own wine, <laughs> pop my own popcorn, and my truffle stuff. <laughs> Like giving a fifteen dollars. And she's serious. Yes, I am. I love you, friend. My friend, know me. Um, call or text. Depends on who it is. Text. Yeah. Voice note and then call. Okay. Okay. I like. I like where you're headed. I love that. If so, yeah. If it can be done in a text, do it in a text. If it's super personal and you need to talk it out, let's give a call. But I way prefer, like, it's kind of like if it can be in an email, don't make it a meeting, you know? <laughs> like, right. Keep email. that energy. Dana's on us. Dana's got it. Keep that, <laughs> that energy. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Yep. And also, some stuff could just be a voice recording. It doesn't have to be a discussion. You say what yep. you say, I say what I say, and we're done. Because mm-hmm. also, after 10 texts, like, okay, I'm not doing this no more. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> right. Right. It depends yeah. on what you what 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 you're trying to convey to, mm-hmm. because sometimes certain things don't come across in a text mm-hmm. the same way it comes across in actually talking to someone. Yeah. So it, it that it, it that really depends. And it, it you want to break up with somebody by text? <laughs> no, 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 no. I ain't got no problem calling. That's another story. That's an after <laughs> on it. But trying to say you trying to break up. Just write it on a post-it. I just be like, yo, bye. Be, boy, bye. No. So that's how that goes. But then back to what we were talking about. I was just trying to convey. Sometimes you just don't feel like texting this whole explanation. Yeah. I'm like, yo, hey, this is what's happening. Are you down or not? Hey, okay, yeah. bye. Yeah. Um, me and my friends, we use the Marco Polo app. I don't know if you guys use that. But it's very you like it? Yeah, it's it's very convenient. You pretty much it. who are you no talking word. to? Who you she talking wasn't talking that wasn't for you. That was for me and Dana. That wasn't for you. That was not for you, Glennis. That was for you. That was for but me and Dana. It's that so convenient me. because my group chats are now video chats. So it's not FaceTime or Zoom or anything like that. You record yourself sending the message and they get the pic, you know, everybody in the group. They get really? the message via video, and it's Marco Bello, yeah. And then you go back and forth. About so all this, I can. What you say? Find out about all this stuff. Oh, oh, so I don't know I who. I don't know who introduced me, but we've been using this, using this for like three years now. Yeah, I was gonna say it's, it's been out for a minute. It's it's so fun. It's and fun, it's but everybody people don't catch on to certain apps. So like, yeah, none of my friend groups are into that. So when I used it, the other people were on. I was like, mm, I don't really want to talk to y'all. Like, <laughs> <so I> don't <laughs> like those people, I'm like, I don't want to see y'all. Just 
you all are text text me yeah not not video chat no text me because even like sometimes you just got a story to get off your chest and sometimes they need to see your face like girl can you believe this and then you tell your story right okay nice nice interesting so that's my option all right so let's do two more creamy or crunchy peanut butter creamy creamy I'm oh, like no nuts in my peanut butter. Are you kidding me? I'm crunchy I'm all day. Nut. Y'all don't need no texture. Y'all just no. be eating like regular it's, peanut butter. It's and- smooth. That's the texture I want. I like nah. a smooth spread. Because nah. crunchy peanut butter be ripping the bread all over. It don't right. rip the bread. What kind of crunchy peanut butter you eat? Mm-mm. You be like, oh, that was supposed to First no. of all, that's not good bread. It shouldn't rip when you put crunchy peanut butter on there. That's the bread first problem. Rip. Girl, ugh. Wonder bread. <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh, I'm definitely creamy. No. Mm-hmm. Crunchy. And Dana, what if I want to eat peanuts, I'm going to eat peanuts. I don't need them to be mm-hmm. chunky in my peanut butter. It's butter for a reason. B-U-T-T-A. Mm-hmm. Butter for nope. a reason. No. <laughs> I'm creamy too. Oh, no. no. <laughs> this is awful. This is awful. I have like three butters. I have like three nut butters in my kitchen. I have almond butter. Um, I have um, peanut butter and it's one more. It's like sunflower or cashew, oh, one of those butters. I am now but obsessed with cashew butter. But they're all crunchy. What'd you say? I'm now obsessed with cashew butter. Isn't that good? I it's so good. It's good. Creamy. Oh, God. No. It, I would never even consider it another way. No. <laughs> me neither. Me neither. Oh, my goodness. No way. Y'all are wild. Next question. <laughs> this will be our last one. And Dana, since you are a former dancer, yeah. um, contemporary or ballet? Oh, I love both, but contemporary. Really? Okay, yeah. nice. Yeah. I grew up doing it all, but, uh, and I love the question, but contemporary. Yeah. Okay. What about you guys? What do you like to watch? Oh, I thought you were asking because I used to be a dancer too. Oh, I, I didn't to- know that. Tab jazz ballet and musical comedy. Yeah. Nice. Learn something new every day. So what's your answer? Yeah. Oh, my answer, my uh. favorite was jazz. Ah, okay. Because That's ballet, right. okay, so this, you know, my always got a damn story. <laughs> start. So in ballet, y'all know I'm of the African descent, so I do have a nice size buttock. Regardless <laughs> to whether I was a size four, six, or seven, eight. I always had what my family called the Ella Williams ass. And my ballet (laughs) teacher always tried to make, I need your back against the wall. That's not happening, woman. Because I have too many muscles keeping it from touching the wall. And it's called this butt. So that's why ballet was always traumatic for me. But jazz was my thing. And musical comedy. Yeah. I love it. I used to dance. Um, yeah. It's funny you ask that. Maybe ballet, because I'm actually going to a ballet next week. Oh, very next nice. Week. Yeah. Ballet. It'll be my first one, and I'm excited mm. to go in this building because I've always wanted to see a show there. So, nice. I mean, it'd be my first like official, official ballet situation. So yeah. you weren't traumatized by your ballet classes? No. Um, my response: I was not. A, I'm not a dancer. Like I have no history at all with dancer. But I have um, a best friend who. Um, 
I danced a lot. So I went to a lot of recitals. Um, I love the storytelling with ballet, especially during the holiday season. So that music, I think, I think it's so whimsical. It's so nice. It takes me to a place, a happy place. So I'll choose ballet. Aww. Yeah. Have you seen musical comedies live? A musical comedy? A um, dance musical comedy. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Yeah, I think you would enjoy those too because it tells stories as well. Oh, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that was our last question. Dana, thank you so much for joining us today. This was so fun. Oh and I got to go get in the group chat about us. we gotta go do some voice recordings about this i love this thank you guys so much for having me hey dennis i'm gonna send you my address for the wealthy men (laughs) your wine and your your assistance on financial management don't think you're gonna get out you got knowledge girl we gonna say (laughs) all of the above i'm I'm here here. i'm here So I don't have my glasses on. What's your sister's name? Your your PR manager? <laughs> Kylie. I'll send you her email. I was gonna say, I think Kylie, it's an email that we all got. <laughs> Hi, hey, Kylie. Kylie, like, I will put all of your addresses in our in our book for Dana and her team, and we will give you all of the wines you guys need. Okay. Yes. Did you Much have fun? I had a great time getting to watch that. I'm so glad you guys let me hide in here behind my camera. That was a pleasure <laughs> okay, to watch. So creamy or crunchy peanut butter, though? Yeah. Are you creamy or crunchy? It rips. Serena needs some backup. See, why do people out. keep saying it rips the bread? It does because not. Clearly, rip. it's that true. Wrong factual information. Okay. Y'all using the wrong. So I, I am team creamy. Unfortunately. Thank you. You know what? that's it i'm doing a wine pairing with pb and j and i'm using the right bread with the right people that's it you put it on instagram i'm leaving I sure all am. Comment. i'm gonna tag all of y'all <laughs> Crunch all day. Me. i'm gonna do a stitch okay. with the reel and do a reaction video do it tag <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah all, all of it oh yeah, this is about to be oh. a mess dana before you go <laughs> dana before you go please tell everyone where they can follow you Oh, they can follow us on Instagram at Wander and Ivy. And our website is simple www.wanderandivy.com. Nice. Love it. Such a pleasure. It was a pleasure meeting you both. Thank you, ladies. Thanks for joining the Swirl Suite. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, leave us five stars, and leave us a comment. We love ratings. Also, be sure to follow all of us on social media myself at Vine Me Up, Glennis at Vino Noir, Girl Meets Glass is Tanisha, Vino 301 is Leslie, and you can follow the Swirl Suite podcast account at Swirl Suite. The Swirl Suite is now a part of the Alive Podcast Network. This episode has been edited and produced by Vine Me Up Media. <laughs>